We've got a really razzmatazz jazz fest of <laughs> content tonight. We're hyped up, we're psyched up, and we're ready to go. We need to start off with an apology because Tori's not here. Yeah. So we're saying apologies. Took a step down. <laughs> yeah. She went off on a high note. Uh, probably will be back at some point, but we're sad to say that Josh is back. Yeah, I'm just kidding. He did. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard you guys. I listened the morning that the episode dropped. It was fantastic. And I'm glad Tori jumped in at the end. Phil said, hey, let us know in the comments. Should we have Tori permanently or have Josh come back? And Tori had my back and said, no. She knew they were going to pick her, though. And she said, that would crush him. And I say, thank you so much because that would have crushed me. But yeah. thanks for having me back. Um we start things off with a song, though. So, here we go. You ready? What, what would you think if my faith was all weird? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing of weird faith. And I'll try not to sing out of key. Oh, I get weird with a little help from my faith. Mm, I get weird with a little help from my faith. Oh, I'm gonna try to get weird with my faith. <laughs> Do you need any weird? I need some weird in my faith. Could it be any weirder? I need some weird in my faith. That was beautiful. Woo! <clears throat> so excited for this week's episode of weird faith did we have any comments that we wanted to shout out or anything like that i know uh we have some amazing weird they were literally fans. all about how amazing tori was so. yeah, yeah and she did crush it <laughs> so uh big shout out to all you weirdos who jumped on there in the comments and made tori feel welcome onto our show that was such a fun episode i really enjoyed looking at the gadgets and gizmos that you guys had yeah you used one of them in your sermon on sunday i did the selfie yeah. toaster that was my favorite one i think yeah. so uh, I was pretty excited to use So that. we needed to address the uh, awkward elephant in the room. Uh, two of us are in character, but one of us is not. Uh, I kind of look like him. If you look at Phil. it. I mean, I, yeah. If I any of us look like Mario, it's actually there you. a yellow cousin a of third, Mario. Wario. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You kind of have a Wario. Like the yellow, they're <laughs> yeah. cousins, right? Yeah. But uh, we know that our fans would love to see you. You know, ah, no, you got to match our energy. And, you know, uh, later in a second, we're going to be talking about like famous duos. And there's no better dynamic duo than Mario and Luigi. No. But do, have you ever noticed that most duos have an awkward third wheel? Mm. So to be our awkward third wheel. Am Yoshi, I your awkward third wheel? You guys. Here is your Yoshi hat. Yeah. Get it on there. <clears throat> and what we're going to do at the end of the podcast today. There you go. Um, <laughs> Scott is actually going to get on Phil's back. So and stay Phil's tuned. Gonna do some laps around the church yeah, with Scott funny, on his yeah. back, uh, just like Yoshi would. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you said that. <laughs> uh, you know that there's normally like a duo, and then there's all of a sudden there's this third guy that shows. Up. Story of my life at and CBC. <laughs> 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 I didn't, I didn't take long at all for you to get where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, but we are so excited about today's episode, and like Scott said, we're going to be talking about some iconic duos. Some 
real dynamic duos through the history of the universe. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you guys. What are your some some of your favorite combinations, these iconic duos that you guys So I have to start with one. I didn't tell these guys I was going to do this one. But I think we need to talk about the most dynamic duo on the planet right now. Okay. They have taken over social media. They have taken oh, over no. oh, all no. of football. Oh, Let's no. talk about Travis, Kelsey, and oh, Taylor oh Swift. Yeah, so okay. I just wow. thought, you know, if, if our fans who are listening watch football, they're probably sick and tired mm-hmm. of this power couple. So I wanted them to be more tired of it after this. I'm here for it, man. I'm here I, for it too. Travis Kelsey's always been one of my favorite football players. He's the best Kelsey he's been in the league. No, uh, but I was gonna say there's another dynamic Swift Kelsey duo <laughs> yeah. in the league. DeAndre and Swift. And oh, DeAndre Swift and uh, Jason running Kelsey. behind Jason Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. the uh, the other day they did a picture where it was Kelsey Hurts or Jalen Hurts. Swift. Ah, and they thought it was prophecy that uh, yeah. Travis oh. Kelsey well, is going to hurt Taylor Swift. So it's if we're be talking bad. about dynamic duos in how uh, like much attention they get, mm. they got to be in the running. If we're talking <coughs> about longevity, I'm not banking on them lasting as long as Mario. It, it, it may be Taylor Swift songs. It may be one of the best albums we ever heard. Though. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited about yeah. it. Yeah. What are you gonna say about him? He's almost He's the best. Well, he's almost like dummy proof like Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say that's oh, going to no. He can't be hurt. By right, yeah. No, he'll be fine. Or he'll is she going to make fun of football? Like I can't that's, look at you. I know. It's very heavy too. <laughs> it's the way the nose keeps bouncing around too. Oh man. All right. I, no, but in reality, I I went with the old school one of the most iconic duos of all time. Uh, even whenever we talk about famous duos, we usually use them as a standard bearer of iconic duos. So first is Batman mm. and Robin. Uh, so first making their debut in 1940, Batman and Robin debuted as a comic book strip. Uh, yes, there was uh, Burt Ward and Adam West as the TV show, but we also need to remember the absolute train wreck that it is George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell and Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you've ever seen the movie yeah. Batman and Robin, have you ever seen it, Josh? Yeah, that's the one where they're... That's like very descriptive. George Clooney's yeah. suit is very descriptive of his body. <laughs> or just a body. A body. <laughs> a human yeah, body. I got to watch that one with my dad and my grandpa one time, and I remember seeing yeah. like, this is something. Yeah. yeah this right, is yeah. Oh, man. The uh, the fun thing about the old, what, who was it? Adam West. Right? Adam West. Was uh, was Robin's always got a, like, jumping jillickers, yeah. Batman. <laughs> He's always got some kind of weird. We honestly the best phrases, though. We got to bring those have back. Have you played, uh, maybe when Sadie gets... A little bit older, uh, the Lego games are awesome for bringing in some of that nostalgia oh, stuff. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but there's Lego Batman's. Noah oh, yeah. and I played all those net Lego Batman's together. And uh, uh, Lego Batman the movie is in my one of my top yeah, five Batman. I've, I've never seen that actually. Uh, yeah, it's good. I hear Josh it. and I have movie dates planned for like 13 <laughs> movies. We haven't watched a single one yet, yeah, but eventually there's actually two different Batman's on there. You. Oh. Because every time I mention a movie, you're you're like, dude, movie date soon. It's on the calendar. <laughs> I'm making us dinner. We're doing movies. That part was never mentioned because no, I don't I'm cook. I'm just playing. It's, it's just as much my fault. I can invite you ever to watch a movie. All right, Phil, your first one. So mine uh, is, I didn't know these guys were dressing up, is actually the Mario Brothers. Uh, there's a it's picture from the movie there. Do you know what his original, Mario's original name was? Jim. Yeah. Jump Man. Oh, yeah. yeah nice. Right, because the Japanese okay. uh, character... Um, do you know what game he showed up in originally before Mario? Super Jumpman Brothers? No, it was Donkey Kong. 
You know, oh, oh right? yeah. yeah, dude. The, it doesn't jump out. The barrels, to right? Yeah, uh-huh. I always forget about that. Do you know what Mario's last name is? Mario Bros. No, it's Mario. I did not know that it's until Mar- the movie. It's the Mario Brothers. And his oh, so what is Mario Mario's? Mario. Wait, so no, what, is his name really Mario Mario? It's Mario Mario and, and Luigi, Luigi Mario. Mario? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I didn't know I that did until the movie. Know that. Yeah. Which was it was mind blowing. Right. No one knows. No. Oh, so I forgot to mention this. I asked my kids. I thought it'd be fun to ask them some of these duos. So some of these are for him and Chloe. Uh, this one's from Noah. Uh, and he has always been all things Nintendo, but especially Mario. And he told me that a long time ago when he was like eight. He's like, did you know it's Mario? Mario? He probably invented that. Yeah, right. No, no, no. It's in the movie yeah. now. Yeah. No. I, oh, you mean him first? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Noah is that yeah, right, into right, it right, that right. he had some. Like you're some like, he made it up. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I trust. I trust Noah more than anyone. But uh, one thing that I found that through like the canon of the video games that's kind of weird, uh, they're supposed to be twins. They come really in one of the Yoshi's World video game. They come with a stork in one, uh, you know, little. Oh, sorry. Uh, whatever the what do you call the thing the stork carries? A diaper, bag, a little <laughs> diaper bag. Yeah, yeah. and they knapsack. Get, right, they get dropped off and and given to the parents there, and so you just see the parents' hands. That's the only time you see it. But even though they're different heights and different, uh, you know, different personalities, they are actually meant to be brothers um, and twins. And uh, uh, and then that whole game, the point of that is Yoshi is trying to. You reunite the two brothers because they. You say separated. that's on like the original Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island. Yep. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I was I, whenever we said whenever Josh told us we were doing this, I was a little disappointed that we already had done the Peaches song from the movie. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know yeah, yeah. it would have yeah. been perfect. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool. Um, <clears throat> so I was uh, really expecting Scott to start us off with this one, but Han Solo and Chewbacca, uh, classic duo, maybe the best duo from the Star Wars franchise. Uh, I know Scott's going to bring up one that would maybe kind of fight us on that, but um, Han Solo and Chewie, amazing on the screen together. Their their friendship is awesome. The way they're always willing to battle for each other, go into war for each other. Uh, I think one of the saddest moments in film history is when Han Solo dies and you see Chewie doing his best to express that pain in Chewbacca voice. What does it sound, does what does sound like? Voice. What does it sound like? <laughs> I was going to try to make <laughs> I always try to get Scott to make sounds on here, but um, no, I, I can't do that either. That's um, funny. But yeah, Han Solo and Chewbacca, iconic duo. Go ahead. So mine's going back to 1970, uh, a show that I have watched <laughs> the reruns of many times as a child. Uh, from the Muppet Show, we got Statler and Waldorf, mm. everyone's favorite curmudgeons from the balcony who love to heckle everything in the show. Uh, so fun fact, they are actually named, they were created by Jim Henson, but they're actually named after the Statler Hilton Hotel hmm. and the Waldorf, uh, I got Astoria, Astoria Hotel. Mm-hmm. And that's where the names came from. And primarily, if you go back and watch it, their favorite person to heckle was Fozzie. Yeah. And it's found out in a Christmas special that they are actually close friends with Foz- Mrs. Emily Bear which is Fozzie's mom. Okay. They're like close friends. And so out of their heckling, it's a little bit like of, of a, a love shown towards this young. Yeah, okay. And if you ever watch Muppet Babies, like <clears throat> I do with my kids, there actually is an actual uh, nice relationship that he has with these two gentlemen. 
are they younger then? No, they are still just as old as they are. Are they old babies? They, if you've ever watched yeah, them, they're, they're like buttons. they go out in the backyard and play at the at the daycare, and they lure the next door neighbors who look over uh, the fence and funny. heckle the kids. That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. But like, I mean, we're pastors, right? Every church yeah. has a Waldorf. Oh. And Statler. It's sure. us. Ron. It's me and Phil. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Ron sits up in the balcony. He does sit up in the balcony. <clears throat> with whoever else, whether it's JT or yeah. Jacob Hill, yeah. you guys Wagner. just join in and you just heckle us from the stage. I'm Usually sure. it comes in a text. It definitely is actually Ron. It's Ron. Just insert somebody, whoever's in the soundboard with Ron that, <laughs> that Sunday. Uh, we were just at Disney World and we got to see the, it's like some kind of Muppet show that they Love do it. there. And those two guys absolutely rocked the show. Oh, they, yeah. made the, they made it amazing. Phil. All right. What do we got next? We have Tom and Jerry. This is another Classic. one that Noah has always loved. Uh, back when he was even like three, four years old, he watched mm. it with his so grandfather. Uh, fun fact, though. You didn't watch it with him? Yeah, I did. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he would ne- he would think of that sitting on the lap with his grandfather watching Tom and Jerry. Uh, he even can tell you like the producer fred quimbley is like the original like producer that's the, a name the yeah the the original uh good ones that's where they yeah. could tell whether they were going to be a better quality or not but they debuted in the 1940s originally named jasper and jinx oh that's such a really terrible name. not tom Just, and jerry yeah i guess jasper would be tom i think and so jinx yeah. would be the which one is tom? jerry tom's a cat, oh, the cat. yeah well, Tomcat, right? <laughs> yeah, I grew yeah. up watching Tom and Jerry every week. Jerry, weekend. yeah, Jerry the Man. But uh, they morning. decided to change the name after doing a contest of, uh, <clears throat> you know, having people write in what they wanted the names to be. Seven Oscars uh, between the Tom and Jerry. Huh. Wow. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they shared it the whole time. <laughs> this one performance of Tom was, you know, specifically. Yeah. Um, they almost never talk. There's a few times in the uh, show that they talk. Uh, there also were some very dark uh, moments. Yeah, in Tom and Jerry. I'm thinking of one right now where, because uh, there was like a lot of like heaven and hell type stuff. Yes, that's too. what I was going like, to say. Yep. Um, but I remember at the end of one, I don't remember if Tom had like died and you know, like mm-hmm. his ghost was talking to you or something. Yeah. And it was like the first time I heard Tom talk, and it was like this super <laughs> deep voice. And I remember being like so rattled, like my heart racing, like. What is happening? Like, what's going on on my TV yeah, right now? They're messing with some it's people. It's pretty dark. Like that. Yeah, it, and it doesn't you know, surprise you too much when you think about <clears throat> them running around with axes and dynamite and uh Yeah, like, know, I wonder fire. if you could get away with some of the violence. Sure that, yeah, like, yeah, like it was more okay back then. We'll make a Weird Faith cartoon, and we'll just re- we'll do it, too. Yeah. We'll chase each- I got a sledgehammer right there in the office. We'll just chase Live each other. Action. You would be Tom, and you would be Jerry. <laughs> and I would Is that a short dog. joke? What's yeah. the dog's name? Uh, uh I can't the bulldog. No, tell us in the comments what the yeah, dog's drop, name is. Yeah, drop in the comments. Yeah. I can't remember what his name is right now. Uh, I'll be the dog that he just kind of hangs out and instigates. But he messes with the cat. Yeah. <coughs> Speaking um, of dogs, your next one. Oh, yeah. My next one would be Scooby and Shaggy. Scooby, 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 Doo. Uh, so Scooby and Shaggy. Scrooby Snacks. <laughs> iconic duo. <laughs> Uh, first made a debut all the way back in 1969. Wow. Um, Scooby and Shaggy were on my TV all the time as a kid, and I had to put this one on here, too, because it's Sully's favorite TV show. Uh, A lot of times when we leave the house, 
We put Scooby Doo on. I think it's on HBO, and we'll put Scooby Doo on. That's and funny. Sully that. sits there. So and takes it on. He loves Scooby. Sorry, so, uh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Sully loves it. Uh, another fun fact, though, about Scooby Scooby Doo. Um, I just read a second ago. Like I knew there were different variations of the show that have dropped. Like I remember when Scrappy Doo came out, and right. there's like a new Scooby Doo now. People there's hate movies. Really? I never did. I was fine. I with was it. fine with him. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the same as the old the original right. Puppy like, Power, right? It wasn't as good. But I was fine with Scrappy. Um, but uh, yeah, there's been twelve. I think I read twelve different variations of the show, which is pretty crazy. It's really hard to if you Noah's watched a decent amount of them, and then there's this other YouTube channel called uh, Film Theory, mm-hmm. and they kind of like try and work through like the timeline and what's canon and what's not canon, and. Uh, they do not follow any like it almost some of them the one you probably remember watching as a kid every time they took the mask off and it was the mayor or something like that well the newer ones it's not there is actually some like mystical things or monsters that are going on they're not it's not somebody in no not always i think sometimes it still is but yeah it's kind of interesting yeah uh i also read the show was originally named the mysterious five Mm-mm. Um, I, can't do it. Uh, I, I can feel like the blood going up. Yeah, to my you've head. got an awesome line around your forehead <laughs> right look? now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the mysterious five: Scooby and Shaggy and the gang, those meddling kids. We love them. Yeah. So I've always thought of all the duos in the world. You got Tom and Jerry, Scooby and Shaggy, uh, SpongeBob and Patrick. We got Phil and Lil from yeah. Rugrats. Mm-hmm. It's Phil always who would I want Phil to hang Josh. out with. Mm. And there's no, yeah, you guys, (laughs) right. There's no better duo in my mind than the famous ones from Friends, Joey and Chandler. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there would be anyone else who I'd rather play foosball with, Mm -hmm. kick up on a Barca lounger. Own a duck with. Go go buy a duck and a a baby chick Mm -hmm. and play the cup game with them. I mean, mean, these guys Mm. are amazing. Uh, Friends, like, I think we've maybe even said this on here. My friends is only in my top five favorite comedies of all time because of Joey and right. Chandler. Yeah. Like, other if those two weren't in the show, it wouldn't be that funny to me. Mm-hmm. But those two together are one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It would be pretty TV. annoying without that. It'd be really annoying. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so, quick would you rather, though. We haven't done one of these in a while. So, if you were to insert yourself in and be the iconic duo with either Joey or Chandler and the other one doesn't exist forever, which Oh, I want to keep Joey around. <laughs> keep yeah. Joey? Joey will all... Well, so... If I keep Joey, am I? Is that does that mean I'm now Chandler? It's you. How it's you Scott and Joey. Does this mean could I be any more annoying? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Joey's gonna be more fun. Yeah. But Chandler would probably pay my bills. Sure. Oh, what Chan- he does for, for Joey. Sure. Yeah. What's the other? <laughs> Who's paying the bills if it's you and Joey? <laughs> <I can't>, nope, nobody. <laughs> you can't think of the other dude's name. Ross. 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 Yeah. No one likes Ross. Yeah. He can leave regardless. <laughs> Ross is okay, but like he. So he is. We he talked about him. iconic duos in the annoying <laughs> third wheel. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's Ross. He did Ross. better in Madagascar. <laughs> that's one of the giraffes. <laughs> so then I've heard. I've that's heard more fitting of his character and personality with this take before too. So if you had to pick the iconic duo between the girls and who's the third annoying one that you could do without Monica. Monica, mm. I've I've heard a lot of like Rachel hate mm. over the time that like Monica Phoebe great Rachel annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I don't know. It, yeah, I think Ross is probably the least important. Um, Chandler and Joey are fantastic. Mm. Phil's next one I did not see coming because one I've never seen this before. <laughs> uh, I, I know what it is, but yeah. let's see it. Yeah, this is 
uh, Romeo and Juliet. So uh, what I actually am talking about is Romeo and Juliet. But I thought it would be funny <laughs> to talk about this like derivative of uh, Romeo and Juliet, which is this cartoon. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There, oh, there's a second one, too. Uh, Sherlock Gnomes. Oh, uh, oh my God. <laughs> So the one fun thing about it is it's all Elton John music the whole time. Is it really? So there's that's some, fantastic. Yeah, some some pretty fun redeeming quality. Yeah, right, right. But uh, so Romeo and Juliet is actually uh, you know written by the one we are familiar with, written by William Shakespeare, but it actually is based on a poem by Arthur Brooke, which apparently in that time it was pretty common. They called it cribbing ideas from other writers, hmm. and apparently it was a normal thing to do. Uh, Josh says it's with his sermons a lot. I'm um, literally getting ready to say <laughs> I've never written an original thought ever. <laughs> he or had an original thought. No, Cribbing never. sounds so much better than <laughs> plagiarism. I can't write one if I've never had one. It's, a, it's the source of the problems. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's not necessarily an original, uh, you know, story. Uh, but he based these characters on this poem that is no, uh, called The Tragical history of Romeus and Juliet. Um, so he wrote his in uh, 1592. Uh, the play's most famous line, though, what would you, can you think of what the, is the it line might be? to be or not to be? Is that in no, Shakespeare? That's that's my graph. That is yeah, Shakespeare, though. Yes, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, what is it, Scott? Romeo, Romeo, uh-huh. where art thou, Romeo? Yeah, oh, so sorry. it's actually, wherefore art thou, Romeo? And the weird part of that is the word wherefore actually means why, not where are you. Why are you? Yeah. Why are, why are you Romeo? Of, they think it's, and not Romeo. They think it's actually like a mistake, <laughs> not really like purposeful. I like yeah. the Taylor His Swift version better. Trash, right. So. Taylor Swift's version. Yeah. That's uh, the most we'll ever get him to sing Taylor Swift. Hundred. Yeah. That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> there's 160 movies that I could find based on Romeo and Juliet. And a lot of terrible plays. All right, yeah, here's yeah. the challenge. Middle school plays. We watch all of them together. <laughs> that's nice. that's the real movie, movie night. night. <laughs> You're gonna cook? Yeah, I'll cook. <laughs> Have you seen Romeo and Juliet? I've, I've never heard of this. Yeah, I didn't see good. that on your it list. Was a, really. I it was a big crossover. Yeah, that, you threw me for a loop because I have it in a different order here. You're uh, welcome. Yeah, so <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised if you hadn't heard of what my next one on here is. Either. I I I know which one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Going back to my childhood uh, for Josh's next one. Oh, okay. Get ready to cry. I, really? What? I, I didn't know you were a fan. I was a So, yeah, let's just All show right, them. Throw it up there. Ash and Pikachu. Ooh. But that is not from the original. It is not. That's a new Ash and Pikachu. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah. That's not in the no, game. No, I say my child, So that's, I remember that's it really exploded during my childhood. Like yeah, that's when, uh, but like I had the Game Boy Color. Yes. And I love. Uh, Pokemon Yellow, mm-hmm. the Pikachu, basically the Pikachu original games, ones. and Pokemon Gold. I think yeah, was the other one was, I loved. That was uh, the second gen. Yeah, I can't remember the, the, what was the other one Joe before Joe. Yellow. Was it Red and Blue? No, no, no. So there was Yellow, Red and Blue, and those red, were all I had red. first gen. Okay. So I had Yellow um, first, then I had Gold, red also. Gold, Silver, and Crystal were second gen, and then it went to Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. The sure. other day, I got a Happy Meal for my kids, mm-hmm. and it was Pokemon cards as nice. the gift, and my kids were really disappointed. <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> it's like okay. What so is I, this? I actually saw that on your desk in there. Yeah, I was like, well, Scott's got Pokemon cards, in here. and I was like digging through. Oh, I think I was getting that book for seminary, and, 
It caught my eye. He was eye. just digging through your office. <laughs> yeah, I was through there all the time. I got to find stuff he takes to put naps in, in there. But yeah, Ash and Pikachu, huge part of my childhood. I can remember coming home after school every day and watching Pokemon. Uh, I actually, they dropped the original Indigo League series, which is oh, yeah. the, the very first stuff. They dropped it on Netflix when I was a senior in high school. And I stayed out of school for two days and binged the entire thing. <laughs> That's and, great. Sounds yeah, about right. Yeah. So yeah. mom and dad, sorry, I didn't have a stomach ache those, those two days. I had Pikachu Pokemon fever. <laughs> and, uh, so um, yeah, Ash and Pikachu. I've actually got a little Pikachu right here in front of me on the weird faith poster. Pika, Pika. Uh, some different Pokemon and, and toys make their appearance here. You guys will probably notice those, but. Pikachu has probably been here the most frequently, and I decided to bring him out today. So, did you see uh, Detective <coughs> Pikachu? I've never seen it. Movie no. night. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many times can we quote movie night? A lot because I feel like I've, there's a lot of movies I've not seen. Like yeah. this, there's every a lot time of we're in a conversation, seen. it's like ah, I've never seen that. Uh, I went so. and saw that with Noah. Noah's very into the Pokemon cards, especially was. Uh, mm. He goes through things that he's interested in and. He'll go hey, back to stay it. into it because I, I feel like you kind of hit a point where it's like ah, Pokemon's not cool anymore. I remember giving all my cards away when I was in middle school, and then now I'm like regretting it. Like, what was I doing? Like, yeah, like once uh, Sully would. Love I had a whole binder of cards Sully. that I gave away for free to some one of my friends, like little brother. Mm, I wish yeah. I would have kept them all. Yeah. Sully deserved it. That little stinker. <laughs> it's going to turn my hair gray. So earlier, Josh said that Han and Chewie were the most iconic duo from Star Wars. And I was right. I disagree. Mm. Uh, and I'm not talking about Luke and Leia. I am talking about the greatest duo. Everyone's most lovable duo from Star Wars. R2-D2 and C-3PO. Do you know who also agrees with me, Josh? I don't care. The maker himself. <laughs> George Lucas. Oh, George Lucas has stated that his favorite character in all of Star Wars is R2-D2. Not C-3PO. He's kind of a bummer. But R2-D2 yeah. is his favorite. R2 so is the best droid. That's if you watch every show. movie, he says he always finds one way for R2-D2 to be the savior of the day. In every movie, there's one part where he... Yeah. Even if it's a small... You notice we eat candy on the, the set a lot. They're highlighting some nerves, bro. Oh, no. Uh, there we go. But, uh, so yeah. Also, <laughs> what'd you say? I said, yours is right here, and he moved it closer to you. <laughs> Scott picked it up and put it closer to himself. Uh, so uh, But not only are they George Lucas's favorite, they have more appearances in all Star Wars than any other character. Mm. They've been in more. Uh, they were in all nine of the trilogy movies. Yeah. They were also in Rogue One. They Also, one of them may, may or may not have made an appearance in one of the newer TV shows. Not going to spoil that one. Uh, but then also... R2-D2 makes an appearance in 2009's Star Trek Into Darkness as floating debris through space. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, in Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's a golden emblem, and on the emblem itself is R2-D2 and C-3PO mm. because it's George Lucas also so cool. worked on that movie. Then also, uh, they made appearances in Transformers. Uh, they were in Wreck-It Ralph, and they've been on Sesame Street. Can Chewbacca say that? Wow. Actually, probably he, he may have actually been on Sesame Street. He I don't know. Say it. How would he say it? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do it one day. But I found out that George Lucas actually based their performances, which is by Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker, off of basically, they wanted them to be basically Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, that makes sense. They wanted to be like a slapstick kind of comedy dude that kind of conflict with each other yeah. all the time. And it's uh, they're the best. <coughs> That's pretty good. Man. I like that. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, R- R2 was probably my favorite. Like watching him growing up, it's like, yeah, he's probably my favorite character. I love any droid. 
Yeah. BB-8 is awesome. BB-8's cool. And like the fantastic. Dito or what is it from the the ninth movie, the little one. Oh, oh yeah. The yeah. Uh, so the movie that everybody hated. I'm finally like binging through Mandalorian because mm-hmm. I went to Disney, did all the Galaxy's Edge stuff, and was like, man, it's a shame that I haven't watched all these shows. I watched Obi Wan, uh, but anyway, I I just fell in love with uh, the one that like protects uh, Grogu. Yeah. And at the end of the first season, and then he like sacrifices himself and yes. explodes at the end of that river. Yes. I, I, I really so like that. You know he was voice awesome. Uh, That's Tyka's voice. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's Korg, <coughs> and I, I think it's IG Eleven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My name's Korg. The, the rocks. The, the guns. Right. Yeah. And he he comes in to save yeah. the day on that uh-huh. uh, motorbike, whatever you want to call it. What are they called in Star Wars? Speed racers. Speeders. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, he's the, an awesome. Ahsoka droid. one is pretty funny too. I don't know what it is. Uh, Chopper. Oh, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Did I say Ahsoka right? Yeah. Okay. Isn't there like, I'd ha- I can't remember, was it in Obi-Wan? There's like kind of a big brute droid. Oh, yeah. Is, is he that, gold? Yeah. He's like a I don't know if he had a name. I can't remember his name, but he was basically a loading droid that like, yeah, that, that's stuff. Right. yeah, he was pretty yeah. cool too. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah, every single one of them has like this. They cool make them Sadie so loves cool. a watch. So the Clone Wars TV show, which I love, I love all <clears> things Star Wars, uh, but she loves to watch the Clone Wars TV show, but specifically there's a five- episode arc where it's just droids and she calls them robots and so whenever she, whenever i turn on disney plus she sees it she says, let's watch robots i'm like yes <laughs> let's yeah. watch robots but she won't let me watch any other episode except yeah. for those five yeah. shout out to um c-3po in episode uh, episode um four when they're getting bought by luke's family and he like pleads the case for them to take r2 yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of that red one like dude, he what? has a messed up motivator yeah, what would have After, changed? A, like a couple of days before that, he told him to go the other way. Yeah, right, right, yeah. So yeah. kind of a jerk. But he saved <laughs> he it. Redeemed Dude, himself. Not, the He's Death Star wouldn't have blown up. They wouldn't have done anything <laughs> that mattered if he had not been an advocate for R2. Amen. What is it that Luke says that you always... <laughs> uh, uh, Toss <Tasha> yeah. station? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to go and spend... I want to go pick up convert, uh, some <laughs> converters at Toshi Station. <laughs> I want to go pick up converters at Tachi Station. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks me up every time. All right, Phil has one that I have. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Okay, yeah, that, this is what I thought you were saying before. <laughs> Dude, I must not have read your list before. I kept two of them out because I knew you wouldn't know what they were. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't so think you would guess this them. is a show from, I don't even know, before even I was a kid. I remember it being like reruns when I was a kid. Uh called Perfect Strangers, and the series chronicles the relationship between Larry and Balky, who is his distant cousin. And Larry's just moved to his first apartment in Chicago. He has all this family back home, and he's finally excited to be on his own and by himself. And Balky shows up, this distant cousin he'd never met before, knocks on the door and says, hey, I need a place to stay. He's from somewhere in the Mediterranean, this mythical island known as Mepos and uh, he arrives you know just to, to crash into his life and kind of ruin everything so <clears throat> if you like Laurel and Hardy they're absolutely just physical comedy the whole time they have these dances that they do together that are Meposian and uh, Family Matters is a spinoff of this show really Steve Urkel huh. Harriet is the uh, elevator operator in the newspaper building that it's all connected they work in and if you like just like tori loves old shows that just 
have no drama yeah. or no sadness. Not because she doesn't understand that the world is full of those things, <laughs> but because she understands that there's enough of that. So and, why not go to a reality right. where it's yeah, not right? Like exactly. Like Maybe to escape. Right. Worst thing that ever happened on there. Opie killed that bird or something right. one time. Yeah. Right. That's a sad episode. Dude, don't bring that up. Dude, that's, you're talking about my bird. Someone stole <laughs> some pies. My favorite part is when he picks yeah. the Who stole that pie from the bakery? Falls over. And the, the drunk goes and locks himself in. Yeah. yeah, he's responsible. <laughs> yeah, uh, so go check that out if you haven't. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Think. So Josh went with one that I think everybody would assume one of us would have picked. Yeah, well, I but think. But we chose not to. I think it would have been assumed that we did an office duo. But we, we kind of were talking, so we got Michael and Dwight, uh, awesome, iconic duo from the show. But as soon as we got in here, we're talking like, it, like what is the actual most iconic duo? Because you could, I saw people say Jim and Pam on the internet. Uh, you could say Jim and Dwight, just yeah. the constant banter, the pranks, mm-hmm. uh, pretty, pretty awesome. But I decided to go with Michael, uh, Dwight's superhero, the person he looked up to the most. Uh, there's some pretty awesome Dwight moments in his following of Michael Scott. Um, so had to throw Michael and Dwight in there. All three of us are huge Office fans. Uh, we've got some, some Office. office yeah, there's uh, Michael Scott. We have Dwight and there, Dwight. Uh, Michael in here. Yeah, there's a Kevin Malone over there. Yeah. Um, there's like three or four Michael Scotts in here. Mm-hmm. There's actually more Michaels in here than I realized. Um, Let us know your favorite duo from the and Office. And at least three Dwights. I see three Dwights in here. Here's the best um, scene in the Office right here is Kevin and his chili. Yep. Kevin with the chili. We got some chili over there too. Maybe that's the iconic duo, Kevin Kevin and and Kevin's famous chili. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had a couple honorable mentions I wanted to throw in there too. I didn't want to go only animated because I was kind of leaning that way, but Mike Wazowski and James P. Sullivan from Monsters Inc. Best scare team there was. Uh, And then I threw in a couple. So I went back. I thought that you were doing SpongeBob and Patrick. We still still have some. Oh, are we not done? Oh, we still have a couple. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you didn't put them all in the text. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna blame you. <laughs> blame me for everything. All right. Well, I'm gonna throw. I'll I'll keep Go ahead my mentions. No, I'll keep my mentions. And at uh, least now we know you, you guys aren't the famous dude. <laughs> Not the same. Well, how about it? Uh, Phil. Yeah, just go on to your last one, which is okay. SpongeBob I've got uh, SpongeBob and Patrick. This was Chloe's pick. Best friends since they were born. They've been through many adventures together, jellyfishing, bubble blowing, getting a goofy goober ice cream sundae, annoying SpongeBob, I mean Squidward. Uh, SpongeBob is the uh, eighth rank greatest cartoon of all time. I think that's pretty low, probably. Uh, Still one of the most- Was it before or after Tom and Jerry? I'm assuming a lot of the top seven in front of him are probably nostalgic older ones. Right, Um, yeah. And maybe some, I mean, stood. I mean, it's still still airing. Right. I it, don't think the new ones are probably any good. Right. I don't really know. It's uh, in its 13th season, but I think this last season has been, like, just dropping a couple every year. Mm, okay. uh, but you probably also have some of those adult-like cartoons on that list as well. Uh, so, But it's still one of the most popular um, children's show. They're still building... Uh, is Universal? Doesn't it have some type of SpongeBob? Uh, I haven't been there probably. in a while. I think it does. Yeah, I can't remember what it would be, but I feel like we were there last year. I feel like there was something. Our family always watches all the the Christmas episodes. There's mm. a fruitcake one that's a claymation, and uh, then all yeah, just all those Christmas episodes are, are fun. Yeah. What's but, your favorite SpongeBob episode? You guys have one? Are you, uh, you're not a SpongeBob guy. So 
SpongeBob came out at that point in my life where I was like at the stage of like not watching cartoons anymore. So I came in at that tail end of my childhood. I'll say that, but I did have a Patrick Star like pillow, like that was awesome. What's my excuse? I'm seven years old. You are, uh, <laughs> but I always do love. I never remember what it's called, but when they, the the, the band that they put together, I was going to say oh, it's called Band Geeks. Bubble Ball. It's, the Bubble yeah, Ball. It's called Band Geeks. It's I think Squidward, you're never going to make it to the Bubble Ball. Still playing the cash register, Squinty. <laughs> Yeah, it's a classic episode. SpongeBob's back there. Everything we reference, I think we have something. SpongeBob's back here. I don't know if you guys can see him. He's behind my arm over here. Patrick's up there next to the Dundee. Yeah. See, look at that. There you go. A couple more that I have. Uh, So, not only do I love Star Wars, I also love Lord of the Rings. And I'm going to go with a duo from Lord of the Rings, specifically Merry and Pippin. They're very underrated uh, because they're kind of goofballs. Yeah. Uh, But they are awesome and they're distantly related to the bagginses i never knew that uh but uh one of the reasons why i even bought my house in clarksburg is it kind of looked like jr tolkien would live there it kind of looks like a little hobbit house it's a shire but uh i I read i read the books a couple years ago during the pandemic and i absolutely loved them did you know that mary and pippin became the tallest hobbits of all time really because when they were in fanghorn forest with the trees the Mm, ints they drank some of uh tree beard's int draft and they actually grew to new heights literally so was uh, it bones or like branches some kind of drink i mean like did they become like half tree no they literally just grew up and taller (laughs) so Huh. If you ever want to, you know, go to New Heights, that might help. Yeah, go to Fanghorn Forest really, for a draft. Do you have any draft? <laughs> no, no, I'm Fanghorn Forest now. Uh, you do kind of look like that tree dude. I look like the tree <laughs> yeah, dude. What's his name? Dude, Tree Beard. Yeah, yeah you tree totally beard. could be Tree Beard for Halloween this year. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, uh, another one I threw in here. Uh, my uh, top three favorite TV shows of all time is Mash, and so I threw in BJ Honeycutt mm. and Hawkeye. It was hard because I did love Trapper John. If you like the Mash, but I thought BJ. Uh, Honeycup was funnier and just more lovable. And then one more, and this one is uh, nostalgic because my childhood officially ended two nights ago. Mm. My childhood is now officially over because Adam Wainwright. Oh, there's a duo has now retired. Did you yeah. watch that video with? Oh, Chris I watched Carpenter? Chris Carpenter. I watched it all. Yeah, that was, that was uh, so. If you good. never know, Adam Wainwright oh, used to be a brave, but he never he went was. up in the big leagues. He got traded for. Oh, no, I don't know. You don't remember? J.D. Drew, mm-hmm. and then we got Adam Wainwright in return. Spent his entire career pitching for the Cardinals, and ever since 2004, his catcher was Yadier Molina, who retired last year. Yep. And so, as of now, my childhood <laughs> upbringing, which was Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, and, Al- and Adam Wainwright, is now officially come to a conclusion because my Cardinals oh, were absolutely man. terrible this year. Yeah, I, I would have much teams. rather had 20-some years of, of Wainwright than J.D. Yeah. I liked J.D. Drew. He Florida State guy. He only won like three. I think he played for three years for you. Yeah, he he was not a brave for very long. Um, he was ended up being kind of a journeyman. Yeah, in the in the league. But, but uh, Wayne Wright and Molina had 325 uh, starts together, which is the MLB right. record, which is amazing. And then the other day, which this doesn't, I mean, uh, Wayne Wright finished his career with exactly 200 wins. They wouldn't let him pitch the last game to ruin his record. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did let him come out and uh, be a designated hitter, which was awesome. Oh, and then cool. at the end of the at the end of the game, he's a Rising country star, apparently. So he had his own country concert at the end of the baseball game. Yeah, I've it seen wasn't, him do it wasn't the bad. National anthem, and he yeah, he's was like bad. pretty good. Like and everybody was looking around, like Wayno's got. Some he pipes. loves he loves Jesus mm-hmm. and yeah. Water Mission. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone go. should love Adam Wainwright. He's the go. best. He's the man. Uh, I had that I sent. I think uh, Pippin and Jordan. Oh I yeah, think yeah. If yeah you we skipped right over. You can't leave them out. Mm. Uh, 
want to throw some serious ones in there. Six championships. Uh, their all-time record is seven, 75% wins, which is kind of crazy. That's yeah, amazing. Of That's them wild. being on the court at the same time. And playoff record is 70%. That's um, so growing up, my favorite player of all time, and it still is, is Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. Because growing up out in the like you play out in the in the carport mm-hmm. or on the street, uh, Todd, my brother, would always be MJ mm-hmm. because he was the older brother. He had the authority, I guess, mm-hmm. to proclaim his greatness. <coughs> and then uh, I was always Scotty Pippen. Was Brian Horace Grant? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> he was the announcer. Steve Kerr. <laughs> yeah, Brian <laughs> Steve Kerr for sure. <laughs> so I I started to I, I actually have. I wrote down a bunch. I had Jordan and Pippen on there, and mm. the one reason I I w- was probably not going to talk about them is because there's like distance between well, them. Well, I had that, and in they're, there, not yeah. they're not friends now. So like they, they don't each really other. care for no each way. other. Pippen hates Jordan. I think Jordan is almost ambivalent to to yeah. Pippen. Pippen, but it's gotten even weirder because yeah, so don't oh, you're not gonna bring Pippen's up, ex-wife is engaged yeah. to Jordan's son. son. Yeah. Which is super weird. It's, weird. It, it's so, really weird. Yeah, so I was kind of like, is it? I mean, it was an iconic duo, but sports wise, like, can you ruin on an court. iconic duo? Oh on yeah, court, uh, no, I, I don't disagree. I, I was trying to think of other sports ones too. I thought we of, don't know uh, what SpongeBob and Patrick do behind the scenes. Dude, they hate each other. Now. <laughs> oh, when they're it's not all on the show, on, SpongeBob's yeah. actually secretly best friends with Squidward. Yeah. yeah, once the cameras on them, they're friends. Uh, Brady and Gronk would be a pretty good yeah, sports good duo one. too. They yeah, won a lot of rings together. Yeah, and Gronk like refused to play without Brady. Mm-hmm. And for me to talk about them, I could not stand the Patriots. Why not? Uh, oh, dude, stop. <laughs> Is there something in your past that you want to bring up? No. Does it involve the numbers 27 to 3? 28. 28 to 3. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty iconic duo out on the field. I had a couple others too. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa. Oh, yeah. I, I that's think that's good. a pretty good duo. I didn't see that one on a single list. Mm, yeah that's yeah good. no I didn't, like I even had wait, one list no, that was yes, the top 500 and I didn't see it on there um I th- I threw in a couple uh foods too peanut butter and jelly mm, iconic and crackers uh chips and salsa mm. I mean that's uh maybe a top five duo all chips time. and guacamole from El Rey that's the mm. second time we've dropped El Rey on here just gonna throw that out there again it, so if you could only have chips and salsa or chips and guac for the rest of your life which way are you going? chips and guac only if it's El Rey guac and it's Qdoba chips hmm okay you guys get headaches when you eat <laughs> Shout out Jonathan Butcher. Go get checked out. Needs to go to see a doctor. Um, yeah. Well. Or if you're a doctor listening, please send Jonathan Butcher go a find reference of what he needs to do. Find him where he is. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty thorough. A lot list. of duos. Yeah. So oh, uh, Wright brothers. That was another one. Chloe said, which is like they didn't do anything important. Well, but it's funny when you think of it. Like they're you never hear them mentioned alone. Fun fact, they wrecked and crashed one of their planes in the City Park Pond in Parkersburg. Huh. Really? Yeah. Where'd they start from? I have no idea. <laughs> Parkersburg. Because they were mostly probably Kitty in Kitty Hawk, Probably right? in yeah. Parkersburg. I don't know. All I know is that they crashed there. I don't remember the actual story, but that's our claim to fame. Yeah. yeah. So before we move on, though, we've got a little game that we're going to play here. Uh, I picked a couple of the different duos that Scott and Phil had, and I had AI create a short rap about those duos and Scott and Phil are going to compete here. I've got the raps written down for them. Uh, Scott, you're going to be rapping about Batman and Robin and Chandler and Joey. And Phil is going to be rapping about Tom and Jerry and Mario and Luigi. You can do it in whatever order you want. We're going to start with Scott. So go ahead and pick, you don't have to read over it. Just, just pick, 
Pick which duo you want to rap about first. I don't like we're going that. full acapella, no beats. I don't like rapping. Um, and we're going to have our weirdos out there drop in the comments. Let us know who wins this AI rap battle. I'm so, going to lose. <clears throat> well, Scott, we don't know till we try. We got to kick things Put off. Who are you rapping instead. about first? Who are you rapping about first? I guess Batman and Robin. You guess Batman and Robin? The bat signal is in the sky. It's your time to shine. Go. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> in every episode, we laughed and let go. Batman and Robin, dark, Gotham's Dark Knight, fighting crime in the shadows every single night. Oh, Pow! They strike. With justice, they vow. Yeah. Dynamic duo. No villains left now. Oh. In the yeah. Batmobile, they speed through the town. Cape Crusaders never never going to back down. Kapow! They sort love us as Kapow <laughs> in the moon's soft glow. Gotham's heroes, wherever villains go. Batman and Robin, they're the ones to save the day. With bam and a pow, villains don't stand a chance, no way. Hey! Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> awesome job, Scott. That was- I, so, <clears throat> I actually, in what I told AI to do, I gave AI the guidelines and said, you must include the word kapow. <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> if you did why that. kapow is in there uh, so frequently. So... <laughs> Great job, Scott. All right, Phil, who are we rapping about first over here? Would it be so much funnier if I if I just didn't do it and then we just moved on? <laughs> oh. It would be expected. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a choice though. We gotta all do this. Thing. All right, you ready? <clears throat> Tom and Jerry chase all day. Mm. Cartoons, antics in every way. Hey. Feline and mouse, they never tire. Endless battles, humans fire. Wow. Tom and Jerry, a classic delight. Chasing and racing day and night in their world of chaos. What a sight. Tom and Jerry, the eternal fight. Oh! Drop the mic, Phil. <laughs> All right. You brought the energy for that one. I think Phil's, Phil's up on the charts right now. Just win. Scott, you got to go 110% in. on What's your next one? Chandler and Joey? I guess. Yeah. Uh, I will say, <clears throat> I read through these. The Chandler and Joey one. Is pretty awesome. So if you really tried here, you could maybe gain some ground here on Phil. Let's hear it. Chandler and Joey, sitcom kings. Friends from the start, they spread their wings. Sarcastic wit and love for the game in the Big Apple that made their name. Oh. The bromance strong through thick and thin. Hilarious antics always win. From the couch to Central per- Central Perk's door, Chandler and Joey, forever we adore. Chandler and Joey, laughter they bring. And friends, they're the real MVPs of their thing. With humor and heart, they stole the show. <laughs> Did it like cut off in the middle of it? You have to freestyle the last. I'm one. in a comma. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Scott. <laughs> I blame AI. Uh, okay, so. I blame you forever. Cut it off. Yeah, I think I cut it off. I'm sorry. Uh, awesome job, Scott. You really redeemed yourself there with the Chandler and Joey rap. And now Phil's gonna finish us off with Mario and Luigi. <laughs> Mario and Luigi jumping so high. In the Mushroom Kingdom, they touch the sky. Plumbers by day, heroes by night. Saving Princess Peach is their birthright. Green and red caps side by side. Brothers forever on the ride. Through pipes and castles, they take the lead. With courage and power, they'll succeed. Mario and Luigi, a dynamic pair. With much as so iconic, they are beyond compare. In the gaming world, their legends no lie. Together they conquer, reaching new heights so high. Oh! 
This is a significant part of what I did as a child. <laughs> so it's not fair. He actually like played college sports. <laughs> and I made stupid raps. You, you were making raps about Taco Bell and the Pope. I've heard him. Phil has a career in this thing. So we'll play um, soccer one time and you can Oh yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, drop in the comments. Vote on who you think won there. It's Phil. Uh, you guys both did great with that. Uh, thanks, AI, for the rap. Uh, so we're going to get started. Uh, <clears throat> we kick things off talking about some iconic duos. Uh, and so we're going to transition into talking about friendship. Uh, friendship. There may not be anything in the world as valuable to me as deep, meaningful, good friendships. I Like connections with people just mean so much to me in my life. And uh, today, before we get started, we're going to introduce a new segment of the show. Uh, so in this segment, we're going to let AI who's been a big part of this episode so far, create a sick little one-liner for us on today's topic. Uh, I've been sharing with Phil and Scott, um, we kind of make fun of podcasts where like somebody will like lean in and like real slow, they'll drop this like alliterated little one-liner that's really clever. Ooh. And then everybody's like, like, <gasps> like, like it's so deep, but really it's like kind of shallow. <laughs> but everybody like is like freaking out, pushing their mic away, running off the set. Uh, so I don't know if any of us are really profound enough to actually drop one of those, but uh, so we're going to let AI do it. And so I had AI create a little sick one liner for us. Uh, and this segment is going to be called shallow Shakespeare by AI. Uh, so I had AI <laughs> create us some, some quotes about friendship today. So we've got this, make sure hold on to your hats and your butts here. Okay. Cause it's going to be deep. So friendship flourishes when forever friends find fun and frolic forever. <laughs> what? Let's get off the show. Oh. Too deep for me. Or how about this one? Friendship flourishes when faith fuels our fellowship, fostering forever friends. <laughs> the glasses the best part. All right. It's probably shocking to see me without glasses. It is. It's very it's terrifying. So, yeah, it's so weird. Uh, and then we've got this last one. Friendship is the radiant river that ripples in our souls where unity and serenity sweetly strolls. Ah, I like that one. That Pretty was awful. Deep. Yeah. So there's Shallow <laughs> Shakespeare from AI. Uh, we'll drop those more in the future too. Uh, but there's so something so attractive and appealing about, we just talked about those iconic duos, right? About like a perfectly put together combination. I think one of the reasons we're drawn to combinations like Scooby and Shaggy or Han Solo and Chewie is we long for those kind of friendships in our own lives. Um, we long for this like counterpart that we can kind of do life with and, and kind of balance each other out. Uh, there's something special about watching those kind of friendships and collaborations. And there's something even more special about experiencing them, uh, having someone that you can connect with and share experiences with and laugh with and cry with somebody who you would make sacrifices for. Someone you can share life with, the worst parts of your life and the best parts of your life. Uh, we're designed to find community and we're built to create and cultivate friendships with one another. Friendship isn't always easy, though, right? We've had our share of fights, right? The I three of us. I think it's been delightful. Uh, no, I love it. It's worth it. It's me and Josh just fighting just with you me. and you don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> Think, I like that's kind of the side, like when you are so invested in a relationship with somebody, like you tend to fight, right? Mm -hmm. Me and Phil have had like little random moments where we fought. Remember when we fought at Stone Tower that one time and you were right and I was wrong. <laughs> I uh, heard someone say gangbusters the other day. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Phil used a word that I didn't know. Uh, he said, I, I won't get into the whole thing. I thought he was insulting me uh, and I was by using the word gangbusters. Compliment. Which I, drop in the comments if you've ever heard anyone use the word gangbusters before. Uh, he was trying to give me a compliment. I thought he was insulting me, and I like kind of went off on him. He was like, what the crap, dude? Like, I'm trying to Look encourage you here. don't know it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, like, friendship isn't always easy, right? Most people can think of friendships in their life that have come and gone uh, maybe a friendship that did die off or maybe one that just got a little bumpy at some parts um, just like any kind of human relationship it's not always perfect we bring flaws into our friendships um, but even when it isn't easy it is worth it friendship is so worth it we need people we need each other um, this afternoon I was listening to a song by Christian Stanfield about friendship and it said did you guys know he does music outside of like passion city worship yeah. music mm. i didn't know that until recently uh but super good stuff um but he, he says this in a song um here's to the ones you can laugh with the same ones you ugly cry with here's to the ones you go to war with and go to war for here's to the ones that know your secrets but they don't see you any different here's to the ones that just sit and listen and don't try to fix it the highs are a little bit higher. The lows make a little more sense when you've got someone in your corner that you know you can live it with. Yeah, life is complicated and our pride says we can make it on our own, but the truth is simple. We need people. We need people. We need friendships in our lives to, to help carry us. And it gets messy sometimes, but it is necessary. We can't go at this life alone. We've got to find our tribe, your group of people, your circle of friends to rely on. Uh, it's hard to think of something better than having someone in your corner, right? Mm. Knowing there's at least like one voice behind you, like one person behind you that's going to be cheering you on and spurring you on. Uh, someone to have in your corner, on your side, who's going to encourage you and pick you up. Um, life gets hard for us and there's nothing quite like someone to lean on, right? The song, lean on me. We thought about doing that for our weird faith intro. Does that one mean a lot to you? No, <laughs> like, it was just beautiful. <laughs> really leaned back and like <laughs> left the moment there for a second. His soul left his body. Yeah. But a friend who is, I, I like, I heard this terminology one time, a soft place to land, mm. right? That like the world can be chaotic and messy and hard mm. for all of us to like be that kind of friend for somebody that you're a soft place to land, somewhere that they can kind of rest and not be attacked and find more chaos. Um, uh, they, when you're talking about that, mm. something that I comes to mind. It's like there's been different times in my life when it's like I'm leaving college or getting married or taking a new job or leaving an old job. And there's always it's always comforting knowing that you have those people that will carry with you through those changes because not mm. everybody does. Yeah. And that's OK. There are, you know, friends for certain times of our lives. And even if the friendship doesn't end, uh, it changes. And yeah. there I've got friends that I knew all through my teen years that if we called on the phone, we talk and it would be awesome. Yeah. But there's those other friends where it's like, okay, you're coming with me like mm -hmm. this. And you're always going to be there. No matter if I get fired from a job or something happens in a relationship, I know I can go back to those people. Yeah. And, uh, the, the Bible gives us some amazing wisdom on friends. Uh, a lot of different verses you can look to, to kind of look for qualities in what, like what the kind of qualities that you want to see in a friend, what good friendships do for us um, and why the friend right friendships are so important. So uh, before I get into rattling off some of those verses, I want to ask you guys right off the top of your head, what's a quality that you value most in a friend or something like 
to you, this is one of the greatest traits that you could have in a friend. Like I've seen, uh, you guys have probably seen where it's like build the perfect quarterback. And it's mm-hmm. like Patrick Mahomes, mine, Josh Allen's, like, and they kind of like, what are the best attributes to give this person? Like, say we're building the perfect friend here. Like, what is a quality that you think has to be on that list? Integrity is number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say integrity, it's that I can trust that what I say to you is going to stay with you. And what you say to me is going to stay with me. Just that level of trust mm-hmm. and that integrity to be who they really are mm-hmm. at all the times. It's hard in ministry to be real with people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when I had that person, it means a lot. Mine kind of goes the same with that in that I know mm-hmm. it's somewhere and I know I can go and be honest with without judgment. Uh, and and maybe at some point there's a like, you know, not correction, but like, hey, have you thought about this? And a push towards more positive things, but at least in the moment, letting you talk and be honest mm. rather than you probably had people like that where it's like you're overwhelmed or you're emotional and they want to fix the problem in the right. moment. You know, well, what about this? What about that? Instead let of just, let, yeah, like letting me yeah. get it out. I'm not saying all of this is valid information. Yeah. It's how I feel in this moment. Let me get it out. And then two, three days later, when I bring it back up again, then you know, <coughs> maybe. But that's an important to be able to. And I guess that's listening. Yeah. Yeah. And like we can we can both process this. Right. You don't have to just jump in and mm-hmm. immediately. Like You're not feeling the same thing that I'm feeling or not in the situation. You don't have to immediately jump in and offer advice and solutions. Right. Like a lot. That's one of the things I love about a friend that'll just like sit and listen uh-huh. and sit by my side, put their arm around me. And it's not, well, let me coach you on why you're in this situation. And mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, eventually that's a good thing to get right. to. Sure. But in that moment, and Scott, your answer is great too. I mean, that's, that's a, such a valuable thing to, to I, find I had a uh, guy named Andrew, uh, who was the <clears throat> interim youth pastor before me at my last church. And, uh, our, we had a small group and he was part of it and they invited us out to, we're gonna have a Christmas party, just play, I think it was like Quiplash or like mm. variations of that. Uh, and when I walked through the door, he said, you are not on the job tonight. He looked at everybody else in the room and said, Scott is not on the job tonight. Take off your pastor hat and just be you. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that. Just be, be the ability just to sit and relax and not right. have to worry about mm-hmm. you're going back to any judgment of anything that's said or yeah. uh, I can just be me and not be expected to be right. anything else. And well, That's a big thing that people don't think about with pastors. It's so connected to your being. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's other jobs that are kind of like that too, but <clears throat> but yeah, that's a that would be a comforting thing to know. Like, hey, we're not going to ask you to necessarily pray for the food. Like, <laughs> that's actually kind of annoying. Yeah, right. Throwing it out there. Uh, yeah, we believe that you can pray to Jesus too. That's so. kind of an inside joke. Like, I know we'll kind of talk about it. I have a couple other friends that it'll be like, all right, let's bet on who who's going to get asked to pray when we all go out to eat. It's right, like, dude, we're not professional Christians like they look at you like reverend you you can have a relationship with Jesus the same as anyone else like Mm -hmm. um yeah that's uh it's it can be hard as pastors to feel like you can I don't want to say let your hair down like you don't want to be a different person right but like you also like you're more than you you. yeah Yeah. like I'm more than just a pastor I'm a person and like uh I've found that with some of like Candace's friends when they meet me and hang out with us, they like immediately like change who they are. Yeah. Oh, I'm and, sorry. Like apologize <laughs> for everything. And I'm like, I want to know you. If you've I been want a, to if, like be yeah. friends with if you. If you've been attending our Sunday night CBC night thing, you heard me say this the other night, but I was like, 
one of the fastest conversation enders in this world is mm. the phrase, I am a pastor. Right, Every yeah. time I get my hair cut, it's right? It's so mm. awkward because one of two options. One, the person's going to be excited and just want to be intrigued and want to know more. Other person will literally put their AirPods in and just ignore you. <laughs> yeah. That's on a plane. Mm. If you've ever been on a plane and you said the words, I'm a pastor, it's awkward. Or yeah. they start like apologizing for or, yeah. like a random stranger. So they like, I haven't been to church like I'm supposed to. I'm like, dude, I don't even know who you are. Like, like you, why are you apologizing to me for your, something in your life? Go right confess now? to like, Jesus. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, yeah, the Bible says a lot about friendship. I love the uh, these verses in Ecclesiastes chapter four. It says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one of them helps the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down, they will keep warm. How can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. We learn here that we're stronger, better, and far more capable when we band ourselves together with others. Right Alone, we can only withstand so much, but when we become tethered together in friendship, we're so much stronger. I love that quote. Uh, I, I heard it from you the first time about... Um, when the winter comes, the lone wolf dies, mm-hmm. but the pack survives, right? right? Like we need people around us to do this life. Uh, we learned a, a lot of different qualities about what it means to be a good friend of scripture. I'm going to rattle some of these off. John 15 verses 12 through 13. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Friends live sacrificially for one another. And this may not always look like diving in front of a bullet or if I push Scott out of the way of a car and Into I can't, bullet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it may not always look like some dramatic, I'm laying down my, I'm going to die for you kind of thing. But sometimes it's sacrificed in other much smaller ways for the benefit of your friends in your everyday life. Sometimes it's um, picking up the phone when you're busy and you don't want to pick up the phone. Yeah. Like that's a sacrifice sometimes, you know, no. uh, or, <laughs> uh, what, uh, classic Joey moment when he dives in front of Ross, when that car backfires, yeah but he was really saving the sandwich. But Ross was like, this sacrificial love, you are my best friend. Chandler Chandler doesn't mean anything anymore. But uh, yeah, be, true love of a friend, is it's sacrificial. That's what friends do. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a, a brother is born for a time of adversity. Friends show up consistently, not conditionally, right? No matter what, even at the worst time, a friend is going to be there. Proverbs 27, 17. We got a lot in Proverbs here. There's a lot of wisdom in there. Um, as sh- uh, iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. Friends bring out the best in each other. They push each other to be the best that they can. A real friend wants to see you at your best, healthy and thriving and doing what is good. Right? My best friends uh, want to see me fly high. They don't want to see me crash and burn. They're not jealous when things are good in my life. My good, true friends want to see me well. Right. Um, how about this one from Proverbs sixteen thirty eight? Uh, a perverse person stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. So a friend is one who is honorable and honest with their words, not a gossip, not slandering. Uh, gossip and slander separates and devastates friendship. So a friend is kind and careful with their choice of words. Um, so great friendships. These are just a few verses you see a lot in the Bible about encouraging one another, praying for one another, forgiving one another. Uh, But great friendships can be characterized by these things like consistency and sacrifice and encouragement and kindness and telling the truth and honesty. Um, Now, are your friends always going to do these things perfectly? 
It's like, if they fail to do all these things perfectly, should we write them off? Right. No, that's not the case. We still have grace for one another, and we recognize that we all, like we said earlier, we bring flaws mm. to friendships. And sure, there might be instances where you need to step away and maybe put some separation between you and someone who's been a friend if it becomes tops, toxic or something like that. Um, but this isn't like, these things aren't meant to be like a strict criteria, like, oh, you want to be my friend? Like, let me see how you measure up to these bi- biblical qualities real quick. Um, but these are like things that we should look to, to like guide us to be good friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to be used to shame our, the people in our lives. If anything, we should see this as the best way to be a friend to someone else, the best way to sustain a friendship with someone. Uh, it's famous, been famously said that if you can't find a friend, go and be a friend. So try to like pray and ask God to like bring these qualities out in you and in your life. Uh, you'll find yourself in a lot more meaningful relationships if you just focus on your doing your part there and being a good friend to people, yeah. uh, being the kind of friend that you want to have in other people. Uh, and then we also learn from the Bible that choosing our friends wisely matters a lot for us. Paul wrote to the Corinthians that bad company corrupts good character. And we have a tendency to become like those who we spend the most time with. Right, like it, it matters so much. I always think about that as like, like you guys. Right? Look at this. <laughs> Wearing an outfit. No, I think about this like a like Halloween candy. If you like, when you get all your Halloween candy in like one little like, well, you have like a little jack o' lantern thing. Um, yeah. You ever notice that if you let it sit there, yeah. all the candy starts tasting uh, the same. Yeah. You ever notice this? Even with the plastic oh, no. on, the other mm-hmm. candy starts tasting like all the other ones. So the first thing you need to do that we do at our house. We take individual Walmart bags and yeah. separate all of them. So we keep the Twix together, mm. Snickers together because they basically cross-contaminate and begin to taste <laughs> yeah, really, really bad. That's happened in like a like a fruit vegetable basket like oh, sitting man. on our counter where like some potatoes went bad. Oh. And then it was like everything in there turned bad. Or yeah, like bad. Didn't, maybe didn't look rotted, but everything stunk. Everything had that like right. residue on it. Like it mm. just wasn't, it, it contaminated and ruined everything else in there. Uh, there's a famous quote. Uh, I don't know who it's attributed to. It says, show me your five closest friends and I can tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. This is something we've talked about with students. Like it, mm-hmm. it matters so much who we give influence in our life. Your friendships help determine your direction and your direction is going to determine your destination. Yeah. Um, so just in closing here, like I, friendship is one of the most valuable and life giving things mm-hmm. in the world. Like I'm so thankful for the friendships that God has blessed me with. Um, getting to do the podcast with you guys like a sappy moment like these are two of my best friends in the world uh, i know <laughs> i'm sitting right here uh it but no i would tell these guys to their face every day they mean a lot to me mm-hmm. you guys really do i love you both um i value our friendships i value that we can encourage one another we make each other better we're honest with each other um i look forward to being around you guys because i think it makes me better all mm-hmm. the time um I think about some of the closest friends I have. I I wanted to say, like, when I was thinking about this earlier, like, I'm thinking about, you know, some of the friendships God bless us with when we moved here to West Virginia, um, some of our just dear friends today. And I wanted to say, like, they saved my life. Um, but really, they just, they changed my life and enhanced my life so much that I could never measure that. Like, that's how it feels to me. Like, it's not like I was, like, going down a road and I was going to die with that. But, but like the way that my friendships here have changed my life and made it so much better, given so much more value to my life, it feels that drastic. And like, I have just so many people to thank for just being 
good quality godly friends in my life so what well, are your it's thoughts? A, a big thing that <clears throat> adults especially talk about is a lack of friends when you get to a certain age you don't walk outside in your neighborhood and see someone playing basketball and go walk over there and becomes friends with that person <laughs> for the rest of their lives yeah uh that happens when you're eight years old or 10 years old uh and we we lose that and mm. uh i think we forget to put time into it too we know yeah. we're supposed to put time into our jobs and you know entertainment things that just are fun um but uh, someone said this about community, but I think it's true of friendships, too, that uh, friendships are not found, they're built. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's a lot of what people are, are doing is they're looking to find a friend rather than build a relationship with a friend. There's probably a hundred opportunities when you came here for you to go and be alone rather than take up that opportunity to go do something or step outside of your comfort zone and ask somebody to go hang out instead of, uh, you know, instead of just turn on that next Netflix binge watching thing. Um, it's, it's built, it's not found. And, and if you're an introvert, those things are even harder for us to do because it's even scarier or, um, you know, feels like it's dangerous in some way. Uh, recently I felt like I had some of those friendships that I had in the past kind of slipping away a little bit. So I asked, I text those guys and said, Hey, I need this community with you guys. And I, mm. it has value. So we put phone calls on the calendar and every month I'm calling these guys. It's not, I'm not looking for content from them. Yeah. I don't actually have like a, you know, a, an agenda of this is what I need from you. I want a mutual, and I told them that both of them, like, I'm not looking for anything from you. I want something that's beneficial for you and beneficial for me, for us to just have some opportunity to, to be in community and live in community. Even though the reason they have fallen away is because they don't live near me within Mm. hundreds of miles of me. And it's easy for us to, to lose some of those special friendships, but that would be my encouragement for you as adults, uh, to step out and to look to build those relationships with people or rebuild those relationships with Mm -hmm. people. Maybe you burned a bridge over something that somebody said or a post during 2020, (laughs) name any of them that you, you know, all the different reasons. Right. Uh, It's really valuable. Friendship like that. And if you had a friend like that and you cut somebody out of your life, you need to figure out a way to get that back because it, those, those lifetime long friends are few and far between. And uh, it might not be that you need to, to find a new friend. It might need to be that you found an old friend. And rekindled that. And re- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know about rekindling anything, but <laughs> maybe that's, that's, maybe that's a weird word. Uh, I, when we started talking about friendship, I'll let you talk here in a second. Uh, Thanks for your permission. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will abscond <laughs> the mic to you. Uh, but... Uh, have you guys ever heard the the song "Old Friends" by Ben Rector? Oh, dude, I love that song. Uh, so, it came to my mind when you were talking about that. Uh, I'm just going to read the first verse and the chorus. I do not get emotional about anything ever, and this is a song that yeah. could could get me there if I let it. Uh, but it says, "I can still find Wiley's house, that being one of his friends, mm. riding on my bike with my eyes closed. I could name every girl that he took out." And from my memory, dial his house phone. Can you take me back to when we were just kids who weren't scared of getting older? Because no one knows you like they know you, and no one probably ever will. 
You can grow up and make new ones, but the truth is there's nothing like old friends because you can't make old friends. And uh, so that'd be me and my encouragement for you, those people that knew you when you were a pimple-faced little twerp that was a jerk and still carried through. Go and find those people that yeah. were there. And that might be where you know where you can find some of this community we're talking about. I got to, I actually quoted that in my best man speech for uh, Colby Freeman's wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it yeah. was, you know, I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, mm-hmm. too. So, and it was like, uh, I remember hearing that song like a couple months before the yeah, wedding. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, I'm like kind of a mess in the car driving home from work. Like, man, there's so much truth to that. Like, you you just, you know, it, like he says, like you can make new friends and like, mm-hmm. like these friends now might be my old friends. Sure. Well, right. another day. But yeah, those like friends in your childhood, like, you know, like we we let those things die so easily, but like mm-hmm. those are special relationships. Um, yeah, go ahead. I think you, the thing I appreciate that you're saying was about the intentionality, uh, because intentionality and also understanding where the foundation of your friendship is, because often I think our f- relationships are built on proximity. Oh yeah. Uh, because we uh, live near each other, because we work close together, whatever it may be. Well, when that proximity is now long longer there what's that relationship like right and so you know for us moving we had to find ways of being intentional with our friends Mm -hmm. that we had in Parkersburg and still have in Parkersburg and we're still being intentional with them trying to see them from time to time and talk with them from time to time because our kids are invested in each other also Uh, but then also not living in the past or living now trying to step into a new space and like you're talking about moving here having to be intentional mm. with developing new friendships that are also developed not in proximity but also on real thing and i have found that the strongest friendships that i have are the ones i think it goes back to that proverb that you did or reference is all based on ones that we've walked through hell together with mm. yeah right. um one of my closest friends uh tony he listens a lot uh tony and i went through <clears> a <throat> lot of stuff early and on and uh it started off as like almost like a pastoral counseling thing yeah. and then turned into a brotherhood that mm. will always last. And we always know we can uh, rekindle that. I'm going to use the word rekindle that. <laughs> uh, but we can pick right up where we left off. Uh, but we talk weekly now. But it's, it, it does require intentionality. Yeah. But just know that. I mean, because when you, you're going to move, you're going to you know get a new job, you're going to, you're going to, something's going to happen where that proximity is gone. And so if your whole relationship is built on proximity, it just won't last. Yeah, I I want to kind of the the whole intentionality. I'm glad we kind of landed on that word because I think that is so much in like you know like Phil always gets on us about not watering our plants and uh, mm-hmm. me and Scott are notorious for letting plants die. Phil thinks <laughs> brings about it back it. to life. Phil, yeah, here. no, but it's 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 like a plant. You've got to nourish it and cultivate it and give it what it needs to grow and to be healthy notice when and, it's screaming and yeah notice when it's yeah mine is but, thriving yeah, uh, done a good job all right i want to give phil a shout out i don't think i know anybody else in my life who works harder to make those intentional moves i really and i really mean that like about there, keeping plants alive no no, <laughs> no about no. <laughs> reaching out and trying to make things happen gotcha like uh, I, uh, there are days where I'm like, man, I feel like I'm seeing Phil in like five different group chats right now, (laughs) but it's because Phil's like, I want to stir up some conversation between these guys Mm -hmm. and these guys. And like once a week, Phil's reaching out to us. Hey, do you guys want to go to dinner? Hey, do you guys want to do something? Hey, two weeks from now, let's do Thursday night football. Hey, this and this and this. Like, I just want to shout out. You do an amazing job. You all want to do a movie night? (laughs) (laughs) Movie night? Yeah. Um, Well, that's what, so that. I sent them, and I don't even know if you guys got a chance to read it, 
But that thing, that article about community being built and not found, and its second point was you've got to reassess your life if mm. you want to do that. And so if you can say you want community and intentionality with friendship all you want, but if you're not putting it on your calendar, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and like, would you even say that that's like a natural no. gift? Of, yeah, and that's what I think it's even cooler. Right. Because I know when you do it, it's like right. I'm thinking about this thing, right. and I'm intentionally going to make a it. A lot happen. of times, I'm going to be honest, it's because I'm praying <clears throat> for those people, mm. and it comes out of that. Like I need to. It's it's one thing to pray from a distance; it's another thing to say I need to invest. Mm. You know. Yeah. I uh, so talk about being intentional. I wish so bad that I had the courage that I had as a second grader to go and find new friends. And yeah, you kind of right? talked about that yeah. too. I vividly remember I, my, so I, uh, was born and lived seven years of my life in Tennessee. We moved to Georgia and I was terrified that I was never going to find any friends. And I remember the first day of school in the school bathroom, uh, probably could have picked a better venue, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I walk up to this, this kid named Walker and I'm like, Hey, will you, uh, Will you be my friend? I legit walked up to this kid, looked him in the eyes in a school bathroom and said, hey, will you be my friend? And he didn't respond. He stared at me for like three seconds and walked out of the bathroom. Uh, And I just remember feeling crushed. But in a matter of like two days, we were best friends because like, I guess we both just kind of like gravitated towards each other in the classroom and recess, whatever. And through all of elementary school, he was one of my best friends. Uh, but I always you need to call Walker. <laughs> yeah. I still, uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time. I see him on Instagram uh, in the wild chance that you're watching this Walker, uh, your friendship means a lot to me. I spent a lot of days out at his house and, and him at my house and, uh, really good buddies. But, but I always think back to like, man, the courage it took mm, to yeah. like, all right, I'm going to address this issue. And I'm just going to look someone and like it, it probably wouldn't, you'd creep somebody out if you did like adults don't, yeah. Hey, will you be my best friend? Um, <laughs> that person will not be your best no, friend. Right. Uh, but like kind of going with that posture of like, I'm, I'm going to build something here right. and I'm, I'm going to be intentional about it. So. One other thing that I, Tori and I have been uh, purposefully done, we noticed a long time ago that when people ask you to go places, they rarely, if you say no, they will rarely ask you ever again. Yeah. It, that rejection of that one time, even if it's totally legit, Hard I've pass. got a funeral, <laughs> I've got, you know, I'm having heart surgery. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If you ask somebody or someone asks you and, and you say, no, I can't, sorry. And then you don't follow up later with, hey, we need to get coffee. Here's the date or yeah. whatever. Uh, <clears throat> when I'm talking to people at church, I will do that too. It's like, I'm going to make space for that first time you ask me to do something because I know it is hard yeah. to do that. Stepping out get and the saying, second right. Yeah, yeah. You might not ever get that, uh, that second one. Or if I can't, the second thing is I can't do that day, but here's another day. Can th- does this work for you? Mm. Um, but th- that just goes to show again, pushing through the obstacles and the awkwardness and the vulnerability and the insecurity to get to where the genuine friendship is. Yeah. I know I can't get past this. I, I think Josh is still uh, living in the hurt of Walker. Yeah. So I just need to say this to you. You've got troubles. I got them too. 
there isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. <coughs> We're going to stick together. We'll see it through because you got a friend in me. Maybe how would we not say buzz and not I, I almost I had him on my <laughs> list. I thought one of you would. Again, I felt like I was doing too much with the animated characters. Oh. Buzz and Woody like might actually be my favorite. That's a good one. Like, they they're good. they're pretty fantastic. Um yeah, what well, you guys got anything else on friendship? I mean, I feel like we could talk about well, Scott, you about put this something for, together. Yeah, uh, just I have a go. perfect way of closing out our episode. But if you need to say anything else first, say it. Is it we're, an AI song? We're going to close out with a song. I th- well, From AI? Is it a song or is we're gonna it a do rap? A, we're gonna, it's a rap. That for him, right? Yeah, that Dude. Josh is going to do. But there's parts for us. Oh, okay. So we'll okay. jump in there at our So part. I had, I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. I had AI last night make a song about the three of us on our adventures in Weird Faith. It's more or less what I did. Okay. So is this something I'm going to wrap? Are we okay that this is very long? So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for staying with us, weirdos. Uh, hey, it's worth hey, it. Hey, what to, we're going to do. For friendship. Josh will do his do the part, and then we'll do our part, and then we'll stop. Okay. We'll okay. do okay. verse two, verse three, <laughs> verse four. I they, mean, they, this is you have long. to You have to tell them. AI. I had to do a poem. (laughs) You have to tell the lizard people. You have to tell AI, (laughs) keep it to two verses. That's what I did for y'all's rap. We did uh, poetry the other day. I was like, okay, make it a haiku. Just keep it short and simple. Yeah. It was getting ridiculous. All right. Ready? (laughs) Is it a rap or is it a poem? Wait, am I I reading some of this? Yeah, do you got it? It's on your phone. Did you text me? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. He doesn't have it hooked up to this computer. No, I, I do now. I oh, did while we were in class there. the other day because I because he wasn't paying attention. Oh, I was you. not. Wow. Okay. All right. I've got it. I've got it. So, oh, it's long, <laughs> man. So, is Pastor Phil? That's am you. I everything above it? I'm everything below. Oh, okay. So, who's the first one? Wait. Just Josh is it broken off. into? Where do I stop? <laughs> where oh, it says, where it says Pastor Phil? Phil? Okay. All right. We ready? Yo, let me tell you about a podcast. It's unique. Where faith and the weird meet. It's a spiritual streak. Three pastors, best friends, Phil, Josh, and Scott, talking Jesus and life, connecting the dots. Where faith is the name, breaking barriers wide, deciphering scriptures, taking it in stride. From Genesis to Revelation, they break it down. Unveiling mysteries, wearing faith like a crown. I'm Pastor Phil with the spirit in my soul, rocking with Christ on a heavenly roll. From the pulpit to the podcast where we spread the truth, unraveling the Bible since our days of youth. I'm Pastor Josh, here to pave the way. Weird faith fam will light up the day. In a world full of doubts, we stand by grace. (laughs) I miss it. (laughs) <laughs> in a world full of doubts we stand by grace going through trials at a steady pace and i'm pastor scott keeping it real we're faith nation let's seal the deal oh there's no cakewalk but we've got a plan trust in jesus he'll hold you by the hand weird Your faith, faith. It's, it's a journey, journey it's a ride three pastors best friends, friends walking side by side, side. Talking, talking about jesus, jesus breaking, breaking chains of stripe on the podcast, podcast we're living the weird faith, faith life, life. <laughs> That's for you all. Dude, should we keep going? No, we should not keep going. <laughs> I'm having fun with it. I like We're going to have, uh, maybe we'll have Eli put music to this and we'll produce it. Yeah. So I, I was actually, while we were in class the other day, I was trying to get it to make an easy, weird faith rap. Mm. And I gave it like some of our stories or our personalities or something. Mm. But uh, I couldn't get one that I really liked. <laughs> that sense, yeah. And we'll have to uh, keep the AI uh, integers 
Oh, it's uh, it's so much fun. <laughs> I'm doing shallow Shakespeare every week. I I couldn't land on a name with that. It's kind of funny. We yeah. talked about Shakespeare earlier. Yeah, I was just gonna call it like Profound Fire by AI. <laughs> Maybe that's better. I don't know. But uh, uh, awesome uh, guys, we're yeah. so happy to have been with you, and we hope you feel like you are our friend, and uh, that we have built uh, somewhat of a community here. We love to see your posts uh, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, especially though they're uh, in the YouTube uh, chat. The YouTube. The YouTube the chat. You, that YouTube. Okay. <laughs> we ought to get them to come down the here YouTubes. and record one of these one day. Yep, yep. Uh, so uh, remember, we're looking for the best post this week, the best comment. Uh, if you just want to roast us for the terrible and awkward raps that we just put through, uh, I don't think or <laughs> maybe we put the lyrics out <clears throat> and challenge Ooh, you to do better. Yeah. Ron. Yeah, I want to hear you yeah. do a rap. Let's go uh, ahead and see that. Yeah, the, the challenges too. Don't forget, hey, uh, be thankful for your friendships. I mean, like, really think about how much value that's given you. Uh, go find some friends. Go be a friend um, and work to cultivate those relationships. Put put the time in. And if you're a Christian, you got to have at least some authentic Christian community as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not yet, come be friends with us. And uh, we'd love to hang out with you. There's a there's a ministry that Kate and I are part of, and there's something that they say all the time in one of the talks. It's be a friend, make a friend, bring a friend to Jesus. Like there's that. your there's your challenge like right that. there. Simple. That's profound fire. Profound oh, fire. Yeah. Better than Shakespeare. But it might take approaching someone in the bathroom and saying, <laughs> "Will, you, will be my, you be my that's friend?" That's not what I'm so, prescribing. But so it might. Work. That's the challenge this week. <laughs> it might get weird. But let's get weird, because normal isn't working. (laughs) Love you guys.